Okay, got that one down. Step two, greet the day's smile and say, Good morning, city! Step three, exercise. Jumping jacks, hit them. One, two, three. I am so pumped up. Step four, shower. And always be sure to keep the soap out of your ass. Shave your face. Rough your feet. Comb your hair. <laughs> Wear clothes. Oop, almost forgot that one. No, no, uh-uh, no, not that wrong. And that's it, check. Step nine, eat a complete breakfast with all the special people in your life. Hey, Planty, what do you want to do this morning? Watch TV? Me too. Hi, I'm President Business, president of the Octan Corporation and the world. Let's take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget, Taco Tuesday's coming next week. That's the day every rule-following citizen gets a free taco and my love. Have a great day, everybody. You have a great day, too, President Business. Man, he's such a cool guy. I always want to hear more of what... Wait, did he say put to sleep? Tonight on Where Are My Pants... Honey, where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. What was I just thinking? I don't care. Step 11, greet your neighbors. Hey, Joe. Hey, pal. Oh, hey, Surfer Dave. Hey, brah. Oh, good morning, Sherry. Hey, fella. Oh, hey, Jasmine. Meow. Dexter. Meow. Angie. Meow. Loki. Meow. Bad Leroy. Meow. Fluffy. Meow. Fluffy Junior. Meow. Fluffy Senior. Jeff. Meow. Step 12, obey all traffic signs and regulations. Step 13, enjoy popular music. Jump the charts again. Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song. Always use a turn signal. Park between the lines. Yes. Drop off dry cleaning before noon. Read the headlines. Don't forget to smile. Always root for the local sports team. Go sports team! Always return a compliment. Hey, you look nice. So do you. Drink overpriced coffee. There you go. That's $37. What awesome! Everything is awesome. Did you see where are my pants last night? So, who has seen this movie? Okay, some of you are going, what is this about? I have no idea. It's really a good movie. When, when you have little kids or you've ever done, if you've ever played with Legos, you just need to watch this movie. It really is a really, it's a really good movie. But the movie starts in this metropolis of Bricksburg with our main character here, Emmett Brakowski. Um, he's a smiling citizen. He goes about his, you know, the motions of a typical Bricksburg day. He, he wakes up everybody like everybody. He stretches like everybody, eats a complete breakfast, watches the TV that show that everyone likes, which is what? <coughs> Where are my pants? Um, his daily routine's fueled by insanely overpriced coffee that everyone buys and which none of you can relate to at all. Enthusiasm for everyone's local sports team. Go sports team! And everything is awesome. Um, 
Everything about Bricksburg is, is formulaic. Everything is laid out. It's, it's done a certain way. It's, it's overseen by President Business. Later on in the movie, he's named, we find out as Lord Business. He's, he's, and what did he say? He's the president of Octane Corporation and the world. He, he's ruling over all of this, and everything has its place. There are rules. There are instructions. You do them exactly the way that President Business wants them to be. This is how it's all set up. Everything has its, its purpose and its place. And, and President Business doesn't want anyone to, to go outside of the lines, go outside of the bounds of what he has set up. Nobody. He doesn't want any Lego pieces to, to go their own way and to do their own thing. And no imagination, no creativity. Um, everything is about those all-important instructions. And, and what I want us to do today is I want us to look together at what I think this movie does really well, is it addresses three issues in the movie, but I think it also addresses some issues that we deal with in Christianity. Three different issues, and these are the issues. Number one is this legalism, which you find with President Business and his Octan organization and all the rules, and you gotta do everything just like this. So you have this legalistic viewpoint. Another issue that we deal with in the movie, but also in Christianity, is, is the opposite of legalism, and that's like lawlessness. Um, there are a group of people, in characters in this movie, called the Master Builders. And they don't want anything to do with instructions. They want to create on their own. They have, want to do whatever, they, whatever their mind comes up with, they want to build. There's this place in this movie called Cloud Cuckoo Land. Um, which you'll see a little bit more about in a minute. And um, it, everything is just, it, it's, anything goes. And so there's this idea of lawlessness. And then there's a third uh, issue that we see, I see in the movie, and that I think we, that we deal with in Christianity. And it's this, so not legalism, not lawlessness, but grace. Grace. And we see this in the character of Emmett. So we're going to look at these three today, legalism, lawlessness, and grace. So let's start with, with legalism. We've got this cold-hearted president business. He's like this tyrant. Um, he controls the media, business, government. And under his rule, no matter where you are, whether you're at home, you know, there's instructions on even what to do at home. How do you start your day just at home and at work and everywhere? There's this um, iron fist rule. These, you know, I don't know if you notice, if you see the movie a bazillion times like, like I have, um, you, you pick up things you might not always notice, but there's like signs in the background and, and it's like, I've got my eye on you and it's like Lord Business looking down and with like a smile and there's surveillance cameras everywhere and it's kind of this big brother feel. You know, don't break the rules. Um, I want you to watch this clip and, and see where this, this legalism has gone to with, with President Business and how he's dealing with, with the world. Afternoon helmet. Light sequence. Flame test. Engage dramatic entrance. Lord Business, I know the special got away, but don't be so serious. Where's the other guy? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, I missed you. Oh, did you really? Have I ever shown you my relic collection? Nope, I don't think you have. Nobody knows where this stuff comes from. This one is the Cloak of Bandaid. I hear it's super painful to take off. You want to try it on? Well, um... No, but thank you. We've done some great work over the years together, bad cop. Capturing all those master builders and torturing them and whatnot. Thank you, sir. Although, you did let the piece of resistance go, the one thing that can ruin my plans, the one thing that I asked you to take care of. <laughs> That's super frustrating. It 
makes me just want to pick up whoever is standing closest to me and just throw them through this window and out into the infinite abyss of nothingness. I want to do it so bad. I know you do, sir. Please, please don't. And it's not just you, bad cop, that keeps messing up my plans. People everywhere are always messing with my stuff. But I have a way to fix that. A way to keep things exactly the way they are supposed to be. Permanently. Behold, the most powerful weapon of all the relics. The Fraggle! As you can see, they're loading the craggle in a big machine upstairs. I call it the Tentacle Arm Craggle Outside Sprayer, or TACO. The S is silent. So on TACO Tuesday, it's going to spray the craggle over everyone and everything with a bunch of super scary nozzles like this one. <laughs> There's so much in the story I want to tell you, but it's just not, not we just don't have the time. Um, but you see the legalistic, the, the, the plan of president business is to take the, as they call it, the craggle, which is crazy glue, and to use it to put everything in its permanent place so that nothing gets messed up, everything is exactly how it should be, and it should never move again. And that's his plan, and he doesn't like it when people go against his plan. And there were religious leaders in the time of Christ who were a little bit like president business. Um, they were concerned about rules, they were concerned about regulations and, and order and about tradition for tradition's sake to the point that a person could actually be killed for not following the rules that these leaders made up, that they could actually just be taken out. And the Apostle Paul warns about this kind of extreme legalism in Colossians chapter 2. He says this in verses 20 and 22. He's speaking to Christians who now have an opportunity to not live under legalism. And he says, you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. And so Paul is speaking to them saying, why are you holding on to just rules that, that are just about the external, that are just about the, the outward um, uh, expression? You know, because here's what happens with when, when we are just so concerned with rules, with, with being legalistic. We appear to be um, okay. We appear to be doing everything right. We appear to be uh, righteous. We can appear to be spiritual. We can appear to be, I'll use quotes on this, godly because we're following some rules. We can appear this way. Um, but ultimately, when you start worrying about rules and stuff uh, and legalism, and, and it fails to accomplish what, what God's purposes are because all it is, it's an outward performance. There's nothing inward going on in the soul. There's no soul change. There's no desire for um, uh, salvation. There's no desire for uh, repentance. If we feel as if something, uh, we, we've sinned and, and we feel like we need to, to go before the Lord and, and have our lives changed. It's just about action. It's just about an outward thing. Does that make sense? And this is what legalism does. And it's, it's no wonder that this group of people that President Business hates 
It's no wonder that these master builders, these people who are saying, do we really have to follow these laws? Do we really have to follow these rules? It's no wonder they wanted out of his control because they didn't want to be frozen with the craggle. They didn't want to be stuck in this, this place. And I think that's important for us to realize that we are not, as Christians, we're not just supposed to go, okay, tell me the laws, tell me the rules, tell me what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to attempt to just live according to these rules. That's not how Christianity was supposed to be. However, and I love how the movie does this, there's the flip side about lawlessness. Um, it's not, this movie doesn't just want to say, um, hey, don't follow the rules and, and have fun. That's not really where it's going. Um, it, it says this, that it's equally suspicious in this movie, and I love that. It's, it's suspicious of lawlessness. It creates this idea of, hold on a minute, if we just all go about doing whatever we want, it doesn't seem like things are really going to get accomplished. It doesn't seem like um, there's going to be a lot of, of um, order to the world. Watch this clip here, and I want you to see the flip side of legalism and look at lawlessness. So you're going to drive up the curve, Bart. Take it all the way to the top. Makes it better. And park the car. Friends, welcome to Cloud Cuckoo Land. Now, I just need to give the secret knock. come right out. I have no idea what's going on or what this place is at all. Hi! I am Princess Unikitty and I welcome you all to Cloud Cuckoo Land! So there's no signs or anything. How does anyone know what not to do? Here in Cloud Cuckoo Land, there are no rules. There's no government, no babysitters, no bedtimes, no brownie faces, no bushy mustaches, and no negativity of any kind. You just said the word no like a thousand times. And there's also no consistency. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> Lawlessness. Uh, Paul also addresses lawlessness. In Galatians 5, 13, he says this, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Um, you hear Emmett as he shows up at Cloud Cuckoo and I, I gotta admit, I don't understand this place at all. Uh, you hear Batman saying he hates this place. There's, there's something about just this mass uh, effort in, in this place, this Cloud Cuckoo land, of people just doing whatever they want, however they want, that it, it's, it's chaos. It's chaos. It, it makes no sense. It serves no purpose. There is no end. There is, there is no collective anything going on. It's all about the individual. And here Paul says, you're, you're free. You, you are free. You're definitely free. Christ has set you free. However, use that freedom to serve one another in love. And I think sometimes as Christians, I think sometimes with even my, my personality, sometimes the idea of being individual, of not, not conforming, not being like everyone else, that, that's kind of part of, of who I am. Some of you might relate to that. But being an individual for the sake of just being individual is really nothing more than self-worship. 
Nothing gets accomplished when you just decide, hey, I'm going to be different than everybody else. And, and there's something that needs to be seen there. And Paul is saying, use your freedom. Don't, don't just be like a mindless robot, you know, just ticking off rules and making sure that you're doing everything just right. You are free in Christ Jesus. But we're to use that freedom to serve one another. Our freedom should not be just about... Um, doing whatever we want, whenever we want, um, but instead for us to actually serve a purpose. You know, you hear me say this a lot. We talk about this a lot. I think it's a main theme of, of most of the latter part after you get out of the Gospels, when you get into the epistles uh, in the New Testament, it's about the body of Christ. It's about a larger purpose. It's about serving a, a bigger goal. And our freedom, I think, should be about that. And though it may seem really freeing sometimes to it's really just another, like legalism, lawlessness is really just another form of, of an outward self-expression. There's really nothing inward going on. It's just, hey, I'm just going to be me. It's really an outward thing. So you see it with legalism, it's just about following the laws. You see it with lawlessness and just this idea of I'm just going to be the, the most amazing me and, and different than the rest of the world. And it's, all of it is an outward expression. And really it's all about the self. And so this is where Emmett, I think, comes in and he bridges this gap between legalism and lawlessness. Where he comes in, you know, Emmett is described in the movie, in the earlier part of the movie, as just an ordinary guy, you know, just an ordinary guy. And then later in the movie, he's described as an extraordinary guy. Um, Christianity teaches us this about Jesus, that he was, in, in all ways, he was just an ordinary guy. He was, he was completely man. But it also teaches us that he was an extraordinary guy, because in all ways, he was completely divine. And this is who Jesus is. In Emmet, in Hebrew, um, I actually got my money's worth on this one. Um, uh, Hebrew, you read it from right to left, and so you'll see those, those little things that you, don't, you might not know. But you read uh, Hebrew from right to left, so you, the, the X-looking thing is an Aleph, Aleph, Mem, Tov. And you pronounce that, and it's Amet, Amet. So Emmet is actually a Hebrew word, Amet, and it means truth. Amet means truth. And this is what Jesus tells us in John 14, 6. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And what Emmett does, I see in this movie, is he brings truth to the legalists, and he brings truth to the lawless, and he says there's a better way. There's a better way. There's a better way for us to, to exist. Not just by rules, not by a lack of rules, but he brings grace into this. He brings in a, a coexistence of law and life. This is what he does. He brings these together. It's almost like he, he takes, he, 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 and I think he speaks to, when I thought about this, who is this message to? It's, it is to the legalistic, the rule makers. It is to the lawless people who want to do nothing with, with rules and just want to be individuals. But it also, I think, speaks to, because I don't know, again, I've seen the movie a lot, so I've thought about this, but there are a lot of mindless masses in this movie. You see it in, in um, the day-to-day -day life when, when Emmett was going to work and getting ready for the day, you saw a lot of people just kind of going about the rules. Just a lot of folks. And then you look in Cloud Cuckoo Land, and there's just all these people just running around. There's some mindless folks that are just running around going, oh, I'm supposed to follow rules? Okay, well, I'll follow rules. And there's a bunch of mindless people going, oh, there's no rules, and I'm just going to follow that, and that's the way I'm going to live. 
And if you think about the world that you and I live in today, there are a lot of people who were saying, oh, I'm just supposed to follow a bunch of rules. Okay, well, I'll do that. And there's a bunch of people saying, oh, I'm not supposed to follow any rules and I'm just supposed to live however I want. Okay, well, I'm gonna do that. And Emmett comes in and speaks this truth and it's the same truth that Jesus speaks. And that's what I love about this message because the truth that, that Emmett brings is one where these, this law and this grace coexist. Watch this, this clip together and, and see where tradition and freedom can kind of come together. So special, what do we do? Uh, well, What's the last thing Lord Business expects master builders will do? Build a spaceship? Kill a chicken? Marry a marshmallow. Why this? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna keep them down on the farm. And no, it's follow <laughs> the instructions. Oh, uh, I don't like that. No, now listen, wait, listen. Guys, you're all so talented and imaginative, but you can't work together as a team. I'm just a construction worker. But when I had a plan and we were all working together, I mean, we could build a skyscraper. Now, you're master builders. Just imagine what could happen if you did that. You could save the universe. Well said, Emmett. Well said. Really? Should be a fine speech there, laddie. Okay. Somebody get me some markers! Some construction paper! And some glitter glue! <laughs> you see how he's bringing this together. If we work together and we do this, there's something that happens. You know, and there's this classic debate that goes on Again, with Paul, um, and, and you know, Paul, he, he was a man that knew law. He followed rules. He did it all. He knew it well. And then he became a follower of Jesus. And so his ministry is very special in that he could speak to those who knew the law, and he could also speak to those that didn't. He could speak to the, the Gentiles. And, and, and his ministry was to speak to both of those people. And there was this classic debate that was going on between the people that followed the law and the people that didn't know the law, that didn't grow up with the law. And, and this is what it really is, is are we, are we bound to follow the rules and regulations that God gave to the Jews? That was one argument, part of the debate. And the other is, or are we free in Christ to, to do whatever we want and not worry about the rules anymore? And the answer to that debate was yes and no. And, and this is, through the course of the movie, Emmett teaches the master builders, he teaches them that uh, this, this greater appreciation for what the rules said, for the purpose of the rules. Why, what was the intent of them initially? And he teaches these people who wanted nothing to do with them, who, but who were intensely, uh, intensely, immensely creative and innovative to suddenly have an appreciation for what the rules initially meant. And then he comes along also, and in turn, he, and this is where he's different than a Christ type, he learns to be more creative. He learns to live not just under the law, but outside of it. Not, not abandoning the instructions, but, but rather you know, using these instructions to, uh, to build new and innovative things. And, and here's the same approach where I see Emmett kind of being this Christ type, that um, 
Jesus used the same approach. What did he do? Jesus came along. He upheld the law. He upheld the law. He, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. I didn't come to do away with the instructions. I came to make sense to the instructions. And that was Jesus' purpose. And so what, what Jesus did is he challenged his followers to, to look at the intent of the law, and that is living a life of holiness to God, living a devout life that serves him, living not just for yourself, living for a greater purpose, living uh, in service to others while serving God. This is what Jesus came to show, what the law was meant to do. So it was kind of like a, you know, don't just live according to... Uh, follow the spirit of the law and not just the letter of it. And, and Jesus came to do this. And, and so through, G, through Emmett in this movie, what happens is the legalists hope they start to see the error of their ways. You watch this whole movie and you see how, how even President Business sees the error of his ways. He sees that the, the, the rules alone do not create happiness, that rules alone do not create order, that, that rules alone do not make everybody happy. Um, and the lawless master builders, they see that they're, they see kind of the folly of their way. That there is, that the individualism, just for the sake of being an individual, it, it serves no purpose. There is, there is no end. It, it just leads to anarchy and, and, and chaos. And really all it does is it glorifies the individual. And if you notice, like I've said, both of those options, law and lawlessness, are just self-efforts. And folks, this is where, if you're kind of zoning out, going, oh, is she going to show another clip? Because well, what is she talking about? Um, a lot of us, we just live according to self-effort. I mean, we, we say, I mean, we, yes, there is a God and a creator. You know, you don't walk around struggling with that, hopefully, most of us. And yes, Jesus died for my sins, and oh my goodness, I can be redeemed and restored. Wow, I don't have to live in this sin life. I don't have to live in my past. I can have new life. I can have new life every day. Yes, I believe this. But how many of us are going about our day-to-day -day lives really depending on self-effort? I mean, how many of us devote great energy, thought, um, discipline, time to, to self-efforts, whether it's a, more of a law thing, like this is the rules and I'm going to follow this and this is the plan and this is where we're going to go and this is how it's going to happen. How many of us are putting self-effort into that? And when that doesn't work and, and we, get, we get upset, we get, we, we get thrown off course, things don't, they get tense. How many of us spend effort and energy going, I am never going to follow the rules. I'm not going to be like anybody else. I'm going to do everything I can to be my own person. How many of us put so much self-effort into these things? We're not called to be robots. We were never called to be just mindless robots. There's this beautiful thing that happens, and it's so holy when we think about how God created us to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We are each and every one individuals, but we serve a greater purpose. And this is where I think this movie is so beautiful, and this is where I think Emmett does this wonderful job of bridging the gap between these two. You know, throughout the film, and this is the one part I wish was different, as far as a Christian message goes. I wish was different about this movie, because in the movie, kind of the, it boils down to Emmett trying to say, every one of us, because early in the movie, Emmett gets told many times that he's the special. 
and that he is the most important, most talented, most interesting, most extraordinary person in the universe. And he ends up telling this message saying, every one of us is this. Every one of us is the most talented, most important, most interesting, most extraordinary. And, and the movie, I think in this way, if you're really you know, trying to be a student of the movie, I think it kind of wants to lead us into this conclusion that, that every one of us is this. But I think if we live under that delusion, it only creates more self-effort, more um, individualism, more self-worship. And this is where if I could rewrite the movie, I would change it. Because I think that the good news of what Jesus has done for us leads us to realize and to celebrate the fact that he is the one. He is the one. He is the most. He's the most talented. Jesus is the most talented. He's the most extraordinary. And you and I get to call him Lord. That the most extraordinary, most talented, most amazing, we get to call him Lord. In fact, we get to be brothers and sisters. And that's an amazing thing when you think about that. And so we're called into something bigger than ourselves. It's not just about following rules. It's not just about being an individual for the sake of being an individual. You and I are called into something that we get to call Jesus not just Lord, but then we get to be a part of his work. And again, here's the term. We get to be a part of the body of the most talented most interesting, most extraordinary person who's ever been in this universe, Jesus Christ. We get to be a part of that. And to me, that is, that is, that is better than anything. No rules could ever fulfill that. No, no self-motivation to be the, 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 the most amazing individual you could ever be is ever gonna fulfill that. We get to be part of the work of Jesus Christ And he is the one, he is the one, not our self-efforts. Let me say, not our self-efforts. Jesus is the one who makes us special. Christ Jesus is. And as a part of, of that team, as a part of that body of Christ, that's when you and I get to be part of a greater work together. And um, we get to serve other people over ourselves. And to me, that's the that's the beauty in the message of this movie. And it's definitely the beauty of the message of the Bible. You and I are part. We have the opportunity to be part of the body of Christ. To be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much that Father, we don't have to be stuck in a place where we never measure up. We don't have to be stuck in a place where if, if the rules were just laid out in front of us and we followed them, then everything would be okay. God, you don't, you don't set it up that way. I'm so thankful for that. God, I'm very thankful, Lord, that you don't just, that, that the creativity and, the, and the, uh, the specialness that each one of us have God, you did, not, you did not give that to us. You did not create that within us so that we could promote ourselves. But you did that, Lord, so that we could be part of something bigger, that we could be part of a greater work, and that is to be a part of your body. So, Lord, I pray that we would see our role in that today. 
we would see our connection to you in that, Lord. And then we would want to be part of that. We would want to find the ways in which you want us to, to come alongside of you, to come alongside of others and be a part of your work. That no more will we, be, will we be so consumed by just being ourselves. No more would we be consumed by just following the letter of the law. Lord, for some today, I know it's true. Just by mere attendance, we feel as if we've done our job. God, you're so much bigger than that. You desire so much more for us than this. Lord, I really, my, my prayer for myself and all of us is that we would just sense our purpose as part of something bigger than ourselves. And we would see that, we would seek that out, we would desire to be a part of it. And all the glory from that, all the glory from that would not go to ourselves, it would go to you. And it's in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray all of these things.